You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show, live from the OC Talk Radio Studios in Costa Mesa, California. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively live here on OC, only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience, to make better and more informed business decisions. I do that by interviewing peer executives who have knowledge that you can learn from, and that's certainly the case with our first guest today. Steve Gross, who is Managing Partner, Managing Director, excuse me, of Edison Capital Partners, is our first guest today. Steve, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Rick. It's nice to have you here. Good to be here. Why don't you share a little bit about your professional background with our audience? Tell us kind of what you've done in your career. Uh, Great question. Well, first, again, thank you for the invite. Secondly, a little bit about myself. I'm a really lucky guy, married to the same high school sweetheart for 44 years. Wow. Right? Three great daughters, smart son-in-law, four wonderful grandsons, can't ask for more. Personal life all in line. Good. My business life, well, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Right. That's what I'm about. I've started and built nine different business groups. I love the part of business where I'm able to take one or take a group and um, watch how they run and perform and wait for that moment where I can visualize how they all fit together. Uh I'm the operating guy who can then take that vision and operationally blend them, get the most out of them, and uh, create something where two and two hopefully is at least five or six. Right. Done that with, um, as I said, nine times. Uh, I've sold a couple of those units to public companies, so I have some perspective going as I went with those deals about... um, where it's like to work for a large public company. And then I have all the perspective of working as a small business owner. So I bring that to the table as well. It's surprising, Steve, how different being successful in a large public company can be versus being successful in an entrepreneurial startup mode, isn't it? Very different. So by being in both places, you've learned different skill sets to be successful in both environments. And one of the things that I learned for, and I think it does help smaller, mid-sized businesses, is this perception that many tools that large businesses use are designed and are usable only for large businesses. Right. It's not the case. These tools are designed for well-run businesses. And if you're lucky and you use them, maybe your well-run small business can become (laughs) one. But it's not, you know, I speak to small business owners and the idea, for instance, of personnel reviews, something they say, well, my people don't need that. They know how they're doing. And you wonder, well, how would that happen? You've never spoken to them about it. (laughs) But 
so I've been able to bring that together uh-huh. and and show them how to use those great tools to their benefit. Outstanding. You can see we're going to have fun with this yeah. half hour with Steve Gross, who is Managing Director of Edison Capital Partners. Steve and I met a month or so ago, and uh, we had a great time. He made me laugh the whole time, and I've looked forward so much to him being on the show. So, Steve, let's talk about Edison Capital Partners. Can you discuss and highlight the business? I'd like you to specifically help the audience to understand what makes your firm different. Why do you know? Why do people do business with you? Sure. I had an interesting exercise not too long ago where one of my friends said, well, what do you do? I felt a little bad. I thought he should know, but uh, I gave him a 15-minute elevator speech, mm-hmm. and he listened patiently, and then he said, well, could you say it in four words? After a 15-minute speech, I was speechless, and <laughs> um, we eventually got to the four words. Edison Capital Partners, we increase business profitability. Okay. That's what we do. And we built that on three primary premise. Premise number one is that all businesses have unaddressed challenges and opportunities. Every business does. Right. Every business owner or C-level executive is really challenged time-wise. They, they usually don't even enough have enough time to run their day-to-day business. Mm -hmm. And every business wants to increase both their sales and profitability. Right. And our focus is on increasing their profitability. So whereas many advisors or many initiatives are around, how do we increase sales? How do we get more sales? There's not as much effort because it doesn't impact the top line. It doesn't feel like the company is growing. They don't make as much effort in terms of looking at their current return, their current profit margin, and say, how do we run that business more effectively? How do we look at the operating processes? How do we look at the match between the human resources we have and the skills and experience you need to run the business? How do we look at the financial systems that we have and turn them from being just a page of numbers into some digest of information that you can actually take action on. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you can look at those tools and drive more efficiency and effectiveness. You're going to be in almost every situation I look at, there's opportunity to increase that margin. Is that, in your opinion, harder to do than increasing the top line revenue or easier to do? In a general sense, and that may be an unfair question, Steve. I think the answer is it depends upon who you are. We all come with a certain range of skills. There are a great number of people that are wonderful in sales or in marketing or in the the relationship side. And then there are others that may be a little bit more analytical and understand the – They understand how the functionality of the business fits together, how if you do something in the operations area, it impacts sales and marketing and finance. If you change some of your products, it will impact the human resources that you need, how you allocate them, the skills that you need. That's a different set of skill sets that you need. Right. So um, I don't know that one is more difficult than another. A great salesman will tell you that he can make sales but he may be making sales with minimal margins. Right. Unattractive sales, right? (laughs) That's You know, I have talked more than once on this show that I think 
Growing for growth's sake can be fool's gold. Absolutely. And it, it may not, you know, in this always idea that if I'm bigger, it's better. Not necessarily because you can make your business less profitable, less attractive, harder to run, more at risk. So I think focusing on the bottom line yeah. is a great place to start. Then look at growing the top Absolutely. line. Absolutely. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. But if you... Um, if you when I speak to a lot of business owners and I say, well, tell me how your business is doing, they say it's doing great. They either are referring to their sales increasing or their gross margin increasing. Mm. They rarely, do they have an understanding or do they spend much time on the operating dynamics which drives the real bottom line? That is the bottom line. Yeah. All right. We're talking with Steve Gross. He is Managing Director of Edison Capital Partners. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to discuss how your firm works on identifying disruptive factors that can hinder a middle market company's ability to meet its business goals, okay? Sure. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in less than three minutes with Steve Gross, Managing Director of Edison Capital Partners. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, poor entrepreneurs, not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal. Member FDIC. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, 
now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, the power of CEO guiding principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 11,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Steve Gross, who's the managing director of Edison Capital Partners, is our first guest here on the radio show. Before the break, I said I was going to ask you to identify these disruptive factors that can hinder a middle market company's ability to achieve their goals. Can you share some of those with our audience, Steve? Sure. The Interestingly enough, identifying these disruptive factors isn't... It's reasonably easy if you're patient, ask the right questions, and listen to the organization. The organization, whether it be an owner or a C-level individual, and the management team really understand what's going on, what's not running well, uh, what the opportunities are that they're not addressing. Um, Often there's a challenge because they're not all on the same page. They have different perspective is what's what's important. The real challenge about uh, relative to getting it done is that they just don't have the time. Hmm. Often we've done our analysis and come up with a list of priorities. I hand it to the CEO and he says, "This is great. We've never had this, and I'm we're going to get on top of this as soon as I have the time." <laughs> never, never. I'm not going to live that long. The, the so. Uh, one of the th- things that Edison Capital does and differentiates itself by doing is actually engaging in the uh, management of the process and uh-huh. undertaking so that on a priority order, we um, take on each of the projects and make sure that we get them done. Right. So we're not just sitting with a theoretical list of challenges or opportunities. One by one, we're implementing them, moving them out of the way, fixing them, and of course, most of those impact the bottom line. They're all built, or there's some impact either on revenues or expenses for mm-hmm. every one of those initiatives. Right. If you move those two dials, you're moving the right dials. Wow. And how valuable that must be for your clients to be able to actually show positive results from staying focused on these critical factors and getting them improved and fixed in their companies, right? That must build a a certain amount of confidence towards doing it more and more, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as you – everyone has to prove themselves. And um, early on in a relationship, the client is looking very carefully at, well, okay, let's see you do it. You've talked a lot about it. Right. I've had other consultants. They've talked a lot about it. Let's see some delivery. As soon as you show that, uh, that these uh, – Priorities can be analyzed. They can be organized into action plans. You can build teams and and allocate responsibilities and actually get it done. 
the client starts to ask you, well, could you look at this? Right. Or could you take care of that? And and that's when you can really build the value that you're bringing to them. Excellent. Thank you. I'm talking with Steve Gross, Managing Director of Edison Capital Partners. Um, here on the radio show, I love to ask my guests, when appropriate, of all the things you've learned in your career, Steve, it, it, have you developed a guiding principle, kind of an overarching belief system for how you lead and manage your firm? And if so, would you share that with the audience? I have several. I'll try to be brief, and um, uh, but there are several. The, the first one, and I believe that we even spoke about this, is the principle that, um, you know, in business, the first thing you want to do is ensure that you make more revenues than you have expenses. Sounds simple, but that's not focus of many people. And if you do have more revenues than expenses, you open up an array of options as to how you use the residual call profit. Right. Invest in the community and your employees. Uh, change the way in which you share with your supplier partners. If, on the other hand, you don't have more revenues than expenses, you have no options. Right. And so... When, when you walk into a business or you're, you're trying to get a handle on a given business, if if there isn't that appreciation, if, if the uh, management is lost in some other aspect of the business and can't answer the questions around are we making money, where are we making money, what are the margins, uh, you have to stop and, and look look back. Excellent. I think that we're going to talk about uh, service businesses, but one other thing I do want to point out is that I often use the five whys. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Toyota designed them, and Ishikawa, who put together the fishbone design of of breaking apart a problem, came Mm -hmm. up with these five whys. And it's a simple process of each time someone answers the question, next thing you ask them is why. And they answer again and again. And and you do get to the essence underneath and a real understanding of the real question and the real answer. And um, it changes the way you go about making decisions. And for me, decision-making process is primary in a business. Absolutely, especially especially at the C-suite and for the top executive and the business owner, it comes really down to the quality of the decisions that, that she or he can make. Right? right. I often say that making decisions or a business is the compilation of all the decisions that you've made over time right. and the impact they have on either revenues or expenses. Right. That's where it's not your equipment. It's not your right. what have you. You own it. You It's yours or, right. you know, change the chairs in your office and you see how different the business is. <laughs> okay. Steve Gross, Managing Director, Edison Capital Partner, is our first guest here on the radio program. You, well, you mentioned this before, so I want to ask you, you say in order to give a client the best service, a company should focus on addressing the needs of their employees. So you say to give a client the best service or services, that company should focus on addressing the needs of their employees. Can you tell us why this is and why it matters? Uh, this is based on research that was done in Harvard in the 70s. And... Um, the outcome of that was a series of articles called the Service Profit Chain. And it connected the pieces between customer loyalty and profitability and growth and said that that customer loyalty comes from customer satisfaction. 
and customer satisfaction comes from the value they perceive in the product or service that they're receiving. And, and, and customer satisfaction comes from value. Value comes from satisfied employees. Satisfied employees come from motivated employees. And if you look at it in an example, I have a business. It's a service business. I have a number of people that work for me. As the manager, I can't impact the service that's being delivered by my employees directly. But I can create an environment for them where they feel they're well-educated, that I've given them the latitude to make decisions, um, uh, that, that they hold a position of respect, that they've earned the right to provide counsel and advice, not get their way, right. but, but be engaged in the business. Those employees feel empowered and they feel energized to make the right decisions, making the right decisions for a customer, not saying, well, you know, you're on the telephone. Somebody says to you, well, that's our policy. You don't want to hear the business's policy. I call you with a problem. I'd like you to help me fix the problem. You can create an environment where your employees feel that they can and should do that, that that they are allowed to use judgment, God forbid. You have a a service level that's completely different than in most organizations. So a good manager focuses on what he's creating for his employees, and he allows them to provide the quality of service that's supported by that environment. That's excellent yeah. because, you know, I think it is a it is one of the best competitive advantages a middle market CEO can focus on, and that is what you were saying and I think of as developing an engaged workforce. Absolutely. Because if you can do it, many times your larger competitors, it's harder, and they may already have a disengaged workforce based on Gallup surveys, et cetera. A high percentage of people are just not engaged. Absolutely. So if you can do that in your a smaller span of control, it touches the customer, and it's a difference that they value. We all want service. Right. You know, we say price, but it's about value. It's not about the intrinsic price. Right. Is this worth this amount versus another delivery versus... And and we we live through it every day. We go in a, a big box store, and it takes us forever to find anyone to help us. Yeah. You know, the idea that it's 10% less expensive is lost. It's at, lost. At that moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Steve Gross is our guest, and we're winding down the interview here. He's the managing director of Edison Capital Partners. So if someone wants to learn about Edison Capital Partners or Steve Gross in particular, how do they find you online? Mm-hmm. Great question. <laughs> www.edisoncappartners.com. Or, look, my my cell, which rings regularly, 714-225-7494. Say that again. 714-225-7494. And what type of person should call you? Who, who listening in my audience of CEOs of middle market companies should pick up the phone and make that effort to reach out to you? Owners, executive management, somebody that's managing a, a, a given department that that knows and understands that they may not have every tool in their toolbox want to, and are looking at the potential opportunity to enhance that bottom line. We can do that for them. Wow, that's excellent. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Well, thank you. It's flown by. It, and it's been fun. 
and welcome to this critical mass business community that we've built here. Well, thanks, Rick. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And when we come back, Glenn Carlson, Senior VP of BB&T Insurance Services of California, will be our guest. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. We delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. All shows can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. All right, let's go to our second guest. As promised before the break here in the studio is Glenn Carlson. Glenn is Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California Incorporated. Glenn, welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. Thanks. It's nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Let's start simply by, why can't you 
just tell the audience a little bit about your background, your professional experience. Wow. How, how far back do you want me to start? I started on a farm bucking hay and milking cows, but that's probably not what you want Yeehaw. to hear. No, that, we got the context. Okay. <laughs> how about the professional stuff? Uh, you know, the- I started in this industry uh, almost 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Working for directly for an insurance company, Wausau Insurance Company, who was later acquired by Liberty Mutual. Three four years doing that, I moved to the brokerage side and uh, have did have been doing that ever since. So started out with a large regional broker. It was a company by the name of Marsh for oh, sure. for quite some sure. time. Yeah, and uh, for the last ten years, I've been with uh, BB and T here in Southern California. So how does being with a broker and the broker broker experience compare to your earlier experience from your perspective? Well, it's it's a little bit different because working for the insurance company, we were actually representing the company itself, being a broker. And on that side, my true allegiance is to the client, to the business owner, okay. manuscripting, constructing solutions to meet their needs. And the broker and the company is the broker's first responsibility and duty of care. Okay. So that's why you gravitated that way, it sounds like? It sounds like you, you connect p- passionately to that idea. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, I, I, could, I could solve more, more problems that way. Okay. I, I could really help the people who needed it. Because okay. let's keep in mind, you know, insurance companies are not philanthropic organizations. They don't take risks and they don't lose money. Okay. So I want to partner with those companies, those organizations who are challenged by that and help them really identify where their risks were Mm -hmm. and help them protect them more adequately. Boy, there's so many risks in business. You know, our audience are CEOs of middle market firms. We say two to a hundred million. That's kind of the targeted demographic that we program for. And there's so many moving parts in the business, whether it's manufacturing service or construction or other, that it's amazing all the risks that you have to account for if you're the leader of the firm. Absolutely. And you're there to help them plan and try to mitigate those risks, right? That's that's our objective, yes, sir. All right, so let's talk about BB&T Insurance Services of California. If you can discuss and maybe highlight the business with focus on, from your perspective, what makes your firm different. Glenn, what I mean by that is why do clients choose you over others who might offer a similar service? That, that's a very good question. Let me, to start that, let me give you a quick background on BB&T and who we are. Sure. We are, BB&T is headquartered in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They are a bank on the East Coast. They've been banking and doing insurance since 1872. $184 billion in assets as a financial institution. Okay. So we're in, I think we're top 12 financial institutions in the nation. From the insurance side, we're rated top, ranked top six in the nation. And I believe, I don't want... We're, we're probably one or two in Orange County as far as our size goes. But I, I think what really makes us different and, and unique is our approach when it comes to placing coverage and making sure that the coverages are put together properly for the client. Hmm. And, you know, let me expand a little bit on that. What we do is we think it's, we feel it's vital and important to really understand what the operations are. Uh, of an organization, what the organization does, uh, how they make money, what their goals and objectives are, and and the flow and the, the flow process they take to accomplish that. Only by understanding that can we really truly manuscript a, a policy or a risk strategy to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. 
It's amazing how large, you know, I have to be honest, when you, when you talk about being uh, on the broker side of the insurance business, I, I didn't conjure up a national company with the footprint that BB&T has. Yeah, a lot of people don't, okay. and a lot of that is because BB&T is relatively unknown here on the West Coast. We've just expanded here uh, almost 10 years ago. As I mentioned, I was with another firm, and they contacted me and a couple other individuals and asked us to open their West Coast division oh, okay. about 10 years ago. And so west of the Mississippi, basically all we do is insurance here on the West Coast. We don't have any, hardly any banking operations. We've got a little bit of banking in Colorado. Uh-huh. And uh, up in Northern California, we do have some some capital markets that specialize in banking. But other than that, it's purely an insurance and risk management division. And mm. it, it's relatively new to the West Coast. Excellent. But yet you're one of the larger now organizations in your space here in Orange County. Absolutely. And, you know, large doesn't necessarily mean better, but what it does give us is the resources necessary to meet the needs of our clients. Mm-hmm. It also gives us the clout in the marketplace to the products we need to do. Right. And again, you you mentioned you know, one of your questions is what we do that makes us different. Yes. And I'd have to say a lot of it is in the marketing and how we approach that. A lot of companies, when they are looking to renew a policy or they're looking to place insurance, a lot of companies will go out to market and they'll place it with and they'll send it out and submit to myriad which one they want. And a lot of times they'll choose the cheapest coverage. Well, Rick, you know this as well as I do. The cheapest coverage or the cheapest price is not always the best option for you. Right. There's a reason why you would think that Correct. it's lower cost. And so what we do that's different, and it's a significantly different approach, and one of the things that makes us successful is we sit down and, like I said earlier, we feel it's important that we understand what our clients do. And only by understanding what they do, what they're trying to accomplish, where their goals and objectives are, following that, we manuscript a risk strategy. Mm -hmm. And then, instead of just shotgunning our uh, submissions out to the whole marketplace, we identify the three or four carriers who can do this the most effectively. Okay. And then we will go to these carriers, and we'll make these presentations to them face-to-face, and we will dictate to them what the pricing, what the terms need to be. Okay. As opposed to waiting for them to come us, not only can we get better programs put in place from a coverage perspective, but more importantly, uh, we, we keep the pricing um, competitive and we prevent gaps from being placed in the policies when, right. we, when we do put them together. Plus, it sounds like you're able to provide uh, kind of the best of breed for the kind of coverage that's most critical for your clients. Absolutely. Which is, um, I guess an inherent advantage of the broker model. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. All right, we're talking with Glenn Carlson, Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California. Glenn, we're going to take our third commercial time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'd like to talk about top risk factors that a majority of middle market companies face. Sound good? Great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is our final commercial break here on today's program. We'll be right back with Glenn Carlson after these words from our commercial sponsors. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? 
Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else, and that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs, and it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News and World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 11,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on radio station OCTalkRadio.net, broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in Costa Mesa, California, in the TechSpace facilities. Also, you can find us at CriticalMass4Business.com. And if you'd like to learn and listen to the podcast, go to iTunes or Stitcher.com. And there are other business-oriented podcasting services that carry our shows as a part of their website. If you have a website and you'd like to have the archives of the radio show and some regularly updated rich media, just get in touch with us, and we'll be happy to help you do that. All right, Glenn Carlson is our guest. He is Senior VP at BB&T Insurance Services of California. We said before the break, I was going to ask you from your vast experience to share a little bit of what the top risk factors that face that a majority of the middle market companies are facing, Glenn. Can you kind of give us a sense for that? Well, I won't use my vast experience. What I'll do is is I'll talk a little bit about a survey that was just taken. And, and there's a couple of these, and I think maybe we'll talk about one of those other ones a little bit later. Okay. But every three years there's a survey that's done. And it's a global survey, and it focuses on target middle market. Great. And, and middle market's different to everybody. But this one was an interview that was done to CEOs, CFOs, and risk managers of companies between you know, $20 million and $300 million annual revenue. Okay. And the number one I, uh, risk identified by these organizations was 
economic slowdown and a slow recovery. Hmm. Number two was regulatory and legislative changes. And then it goes on down through there. And when you talk about risk, and again, I'm, I'm an insurance professional. I'm an insurance broker. When I sit down and talk about risk with most business owners, they don't realize that those are some of the items we want to talk about. And those are the items that right. we focus on with a business owner or someone who's run an organization to help identify potential areas that can cause them harm or cause them to lose uh, revenues or revenue source. Okay, but I, I need to, because I, I don't understand, so help me to understand. If the top risk is economic slowdown or a slowing, improving economy, how do you help me with that? That's a great question. And a lot of t- and there's not an insurance product to do that. But the challenge is, and the number one task with a good risk strategy program is first and foremost to identify where your risks are. And let me, get, let me answer that by giving you an example. I've got a client that we, did, we went through our risk process with, and this was one of their key indicators that they saw was a big issue. And to give a little background, I'm not going to share names because of confidentiality issues, but this is a company that is in the uh, building industry. Okay. They make products for, um, for residential homes and for building. Hmm. And, again, they were hit significantly hard in, this, in the crash that hit the housing market a couple, few years back. Right. Well, sitting down with them, they identified, and it started to turn around a little bit, but they identified that one of their big issues is what ha- what's going to transpire to their revenues if that happens again? Or if, you know, interest rates go up. If interest rates go up, housing prices and housing starts are going to fall. So how do we do that? We sat down with them and identified another area that they were very interested in, that they had ability through their distribution channels to start a completely a, another side business mm-hmm. to, that would that gave, allowed them diversification in their operations, which to, to a large extent will shield them from an economic slowdown in the housing industry. So when you say you understand, you start by understanding the business and the flow, you're really looking at a holistic approach because that one, uh, you help them really more as a consultant than a broker for insurance. Absolutely. And that's a good terminology we use out a lot. This is a holistic approach to risk management. Uh-huh. Does it involve insurance? Absolutely. But we look at it from all different areas of risk. In fact, if you look at that survey that I mentioned a few minutes ago, the right. Global Risk Survey, you've got to go down on that top ten list to probably number seven or eight before you hit an item that's traditionally covered by insurance. Hmm. So those are the kind of the areas that we talk to these organizations about. And it's outside the realm and scope of what most people think of as an insurance broker or risk management. But when you think about it, and when you really get down and you talk about risk management, it's what are the issues, what are the circumstances that could impact my organization and either adversely hurt me, Mm -hmm. cause me to spend money I don't want to spend or I'm not prepared to spend. Right, or I don't have. Right, or potentially put me out of business. Right. Another one is, uh, uh, and, and we kind of put this under the strategic or the operational risk, is legislative change or political change. Right. There's a lot of that going on right now. There's a company up in Irwindale that makes hot sauce. Right. Yeah, they've been in the news a lot. They've been in the news. They were actually listed as a public nuisance. 
Wow. by the city of Irwindale, and they're making laws to, to legislate how they manufacture their product. Wow. This is a company that's been operating for many, many years, and now because of a legislative change that's political, it could impact them. Big time. There's a law currently pending in the state of California to outlaw plastic bags in the grocery stores, oh, in targets. Okay. okay. What happens if you're a plastic bags manufacturer? Yeah. There's another company out in Corona that makes energy drinks. Right. They're in the process right now in 37 states of outlawing and changing their laws to make it illegal to sell energy drinks to to minors between the ages of 11 and 16. Hmm. Well, their target market <laughs> is young males between the ages of 12 and 18. Yeah. If if legislation is passed in those states, how does it impact their revenues? Yeah, not good. So we talk about that and we help them understand where their risks are, where some potential exposures are, and what they need to do to adjust it, whether it's adjusting to use the energy drink, adjusting the formulation of products. Again, they're not a current client of mine. I don't want to imply or infer they are, but just as an example, those are some of the issues right. that are going out there that companies need to be aware of. Right, and that, that's, that, that's a perfect reinforcement of what we said earlier, that there's so many risks and complexities in middle market companies that CEOs are well served to sit down and have a thoughtful conversation, even if they want to be reminded of all these risks, you got to, as a leader, you have to know what they are and you have to be taking strategies to mitigate them. Absolutely. And that's the dialogue. That's the process. And this goes back to what you said earlier, what makes us different. Right. That's the dialogue. We sit down with the CEOs and the owners and the CFOs and we have these conversations and we bring up things and we have discussions about, okay, What's the possibilities and what are the potentials out there that can do your company harm? Right. That's a. They're probably happy after they've gone through it and have some ideas on how to mitigate it, but maybe during the time they might be a little less than satisfied or happy that you're sitting across it the table ask, yeah, asking those questions. Maybe they get mad at you too. I don't know. But uh, you know, I'd like to ask you about what are the steps in identifying and addressing risk management factors. Can you can you, you you've given us you've kind of given me some of that already but is there anything else any other examples of, of companies that you've worked for worked with that can be in, informational instructional for our audience Well I think so and, and let's let's usually the categories of risk are usually put into three or four different categories okay. We've got strategic risks and we talked a little bit about some right. of those Operational risks. Right. What happens there? And let's talk about a, a food recall. There's a, a big food recall of a, of a uh, meat manufacturer. Actually, it's not a meat manufacturer. It's a, uh, a, a beef yard up in uh, Northern California that had a beef recall. Wow. Well, because of that, it trickled down and had a product recall of one of their, you know, general foods product. Uh-huh. And uh, they had to recall it from the store. Well, this is a, this is an organization that, before the recall notice was set, was had a net worth of well over $100 million. They were just forced to sell pennies on the dollar because of the laws, because of the lawsuits and claims that came out of this beef recall. Hmm. Wow. Let's talk about another than this public knowledge. Okay. Target. I've heard of them. I'm, most people have. What have you heard about them that took place in December time with them? Right. The breach. They have a security breach, cyber security. Well, they had total 
insurance coverage for that. They had a large DNO policy. They had a large cyber policy. You combine those two together, they probably had about $150 million in coverage between the DNO and the cyber policy that was in place. That won't be nearly enough to cover wow. this. The true exposure there and the company that is on the hook for this is a small little contractor. It's an HVAC contractor that had a direct billing access through Target Corporate. Oh, they boy. did a lot of work with within the Target stores, fixing their, their HVAC, fixing some of the cooler systems. That's where the breach took place. Oh. This HVAC contractor, their systems were compromised. And as the uh, the cyber crooks were in there, they found a portal to Target. Wow. Wow. That HVAC contractor is on the hook for this and has since gone bankrupt because of this. Sure. So a lot of companies out there may think, you know, I don't have a lot of sensitive information. I'm not a risk <laughs> right. to, yeah, a... To, to cyber. Right. And, and that's what this little contractor thought also. That's not true. And even if that's the case, I guarantee every organization out there, has sensitive information on their employees. Sure. Whether it's a date of birth, whether it's a driver's license number, whether it's a social security number, right? sometimes even medical information. If that's compromised, you're a potential risk for stuff like that. So, oh. Are you getting me nervous just listening to you talk, Glenn? And, and we can go on and on. The, I, the, the I, other think, one is I think I get it. Economic. And, and, and again, we haven't even talked about the hazard risk, like fire, Earthquake, earthquake product the, that's those are the items that people usually associate with right. insurance and we do a lot of that but how are you looking at these other areas that so often no one even talks about or even thinks about wow it's always good to have people like glenn carlson in your life uh to a certain degree as especially uh around the subjects that we're talking about here hopefully uh you as ceos of middle market companies are seeing value in the conversation i'm having with glenn carlson who is senior vice president at bb and t insurance services of california uh glenn we're up against the clock the time has flown by if someone out there in the audience says i'd like to learn more about bb and t and maybe even contact glenn carlson how do you suggest they do that well, I can give you my phone number. Sure. Uh, I'm right here local in, well, I say here local, I'm in Southern California. My direct phone number is 714-941-2942. Um, or you can always just send me an email. Uh-huh. And it's G. Carlson, and that's C-A-R-L-S-O-N, at B-B. A N D is in David, T is in Tom dot com. Ah, so they take the ampersand on the logo and they turn it into the word and for online. Absolutely. All right. Hey Glenn, thanks for being a friend of the program. I've known you for years. It's great to finally have you on the radio program. And thanks and welcome to the Critical Mass Community. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope from both of the guests today, you, you learn something that maybe can help you to improve your decision-making skills. I mean, certainly that is the case with the conversations that I tried to have with both of our guests today. This show has been brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley, guest coordinator Kathleen Shepard, Social media manager is Asia Celestino. Our live events coordinator is Melissa Padani. And by the way, on Friday, our first 
Final Fridays Live from Brandman University happens. That is March 28th at Brandman University. You can find out more information on our website, Critical Mass for Business. I I invite you to attend if you're interested in how crowdfunding can be used as a strategic financing option for middle market companies. Our VP of Sales is Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, or refer a guest for Critical Mass radio shows, or advertise on Critical Mass radio shows, then visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.